1: greg88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's nflsundayticket.tv and the promo code greg88. Subscribe to TE1 and get nflsundayticket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. What's up, guys? This is the
2: Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify, and don't
0: forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Ludor. You're listening to the Uncontested.
2: What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I am your host, Jacob... We've got almost a full squad tonight. I've got Justin along with me.
3: Can I just say it warms my soul that we have had that Lu Tang intro on our uh podcast intro ever since before the season started, and now he, Day he's a, one He's America's favorite sweetheart right now, and it we're we're just on top of things
2: it's uh It's very warming. We've got Taylor along getting a third dog, so I can name him Dort. <laughs> at least it's not your kid. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, <coughs> I just
3: got bless like you.
1: Girl. Yeah, good lord. We got Nick once again. I'm last on the introduction, <laughs> but he got Here We go. Again. hey, he got choked up dork, before the DORT uh, <laughs> yeah. segment are on our intro. You're probably the first to introduce that's true or to that's interview DORT. Sorry. Yeah, I was. I, I think I was actually his first uh, NBA interview. Bang. So that's, that's cool. Nice. He there should you hook go. you up. There
2: you go. I tweeted last night about how I you talked like him around Thanksgiving horse. time at a G League game. Uh, and and about how he was looking forward to getting his opportunity with the Thunder, and then he goes for thirty in game seven. So, so, so wild!
1: i will say he's gotten a lot better at interviews. I remember the, <laughs> the first time I did with him, it was like super cringeworthy, kind of awkward. He wasn't really sure how to answer questions. Well, we should find that audio again and, and tweet it out. But now you see him in post game. He's like even when he's super emotional, he's he's got a lot of thought and he, he gives good answers. So he's he's come yeah. a long way on the court and in interviews.
2: Yeah, I mean, you kind of expect that for a kid, right? Like, if I was twenty years old and people, random people like Nick Crane were coming up to talk to me, I'd be
1: uh, a little weirded out too. Holding holding up my iPhone in the hallway of the outside of the locker room. (laughs) Yeah, the uncontested, uncontested. He only messed it up three times, and they called it the broadcast uncontested
3: broadcast. He's like, I (laughs) saw it. Honestly, at this point, we should just change the name of the (laughs) podcast to match. Yeah.
2: What a guy, Lou Dort. Guys, the the bittersweet uh, moment is here. Lou Dort did go for 30 and warmed all of our hearts, but in a losing effort as the Thunder are knocked from the playoffs after game seven, an insane game seven that literally came down to the final, what, 1.5 seconds until the Thunder finally got knocked out. Um, Just, I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot of notes to guide us here so i just general thoughts on game seven taylor let's start with you honestly i was a
4: little angry and uh not because again i thought this was a championship contending team um i was more aware than any of you out there on twitter.com that you know this was what a lot of people are calling gravy right like we have all these draft picks it's supposed to be rebuilding gear yada 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 but i think what really resonated with, with me with this team is the fact that um, I was so invested in them because it, it was rooting for them so hard because it's the most fun that I was having in the season. I know a lot of Thunder fans feel the same sentiment, you know, since probably the last KD year, that 2016 playoff run yeah. where they weren't the best regular season team. Um, they lost some games they weren't supposed to, which was a, kind of a common Th- Thunder theme throughout that time. Um, and, and those last couple of years particularly, but, you know, they go in that crazy playoff run 2016 and you just felt super invested uh you go up on the Warriors like we did you thought that this team could win the championship and honestly they could have um now this is a little bit of a different feeling but I was just equally as invested was having just as much fun and uh and just wanted to see this team advance and continue to uh, but you know I just think that there are so many opportunities here um and a lot of these things we're going to get into on this list That's what made me angry is because I felt like this team could have done it, um, for a variety of different reasons. And that's what kind of hurt and and stung. I think at the end of that, it's like, we could have won that game seven. And there was even uh, multiple points down there in the clutch where I was like, oh my gosh, like we always win when this happens, we're going to win this. And, uh, so it just kind of stung, uh, was kind of my initial reaction. And I was kind of angry.
3: Yeah, I, I, I felt similarly, um, I don't know that I ever got to like anger, but it, the way the game ended was just nonsense and mm. disappointing for as fun as the game was. And it, it was still like a fun game down the stretch, but it just kind of descended into calamity a little bit. Um, six points in the last eight minutes, not ideal. Uh, you, you'd like to see a team that was so good in clutch time do a little better than that. also saw somebody tweet out that, that little mid range floater from PJ Tucker with like six minutes left. That was the last field goal in the game for either team.
4: A, like the only mid range shots he's hit like that. And like season. the only mid range layups.
3: Um yeah, so it was like I don't know. The the way it fizzled out. I jokingly tweeted um that it was the most anti anticlimactic series finale since Game of Thrones. Um, which I saw then a, a few minutes later. I was about 30 seconds behind uh, Dezus and Miro on that one, um, but I tried. Um, I don't know. It, it fizzled out. Them not being able to get a shot was pretty disappointing. I would have liked to see them at least get an attempt. Um, Russell-
2: on that, On that, Justin, I'm with you. I think the most disappointing part was the fact that they didn't get a shot to win the game, mm-hmm. and I wish- and, and I, I bet you anything, you and maybe he won't admit it in person. I don't know. If you give him a, a dose of truth serum, maybe it comes out. Chris Paul has the ball in his hands with 15 seconds left in the game, down one, Yeah, uh, with Holds the shot clock essentially off. Uh-huh. Yeah, You know, and, and kind of got going a little too early, got doubled, forced a really bad pass and almost got stolen to Shea and, and gave him basically a, a live grenade and – it just kind of yep. Which he admitted after the game. I yeah. even if Chris Paul misses that shot, if you can go back to that moment with him with the ball at the top of the key with 15 seconds left, and we end the series with a Chris Paul mid-range pull-up, either for the game or to go home, right? Poetic. I I would you have take taken it. that yep all the way, even if it misses. You know, I'm I'm still okay with that versus the way the the game actually ended. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
3: The other thing that I thought was interesting was there was the comment from Russell Westbrook that he was able to break up that play because he mm-hmm. knew what play it was. And like that's really disappointing also. Like Billy should know, hey, maybe let's not run an out of time out play that the guy that played for me for, right, four, for years four years knows and can recognize shout um, out.
2: Now let, shout let's let's talk about that out of timeout play for a second. It seems to me like the initial action was to go to Gallo coming up off yep. that screen. Is that what yep. you guys think? Yep. Second option was CP
4: three, and then probably third option is a uh, shape. You know, gets the ball into Adams, like we saw him force. That, that's um, kind of what I thought. The second option was, back was to, the, the to Russell Shea. Westbrook
2: Denver three, right? Right. All and over. Shout again. out, get it to- of the
4: pod, Dylan Young, who mentioned that he said that play reminded me a lot of that Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook play that Billy drew up. For that game winner. Um I guess. Yeah, that's Denver. what it felt
2: like it was gonna be. You know, because the last guy they would guard is the guy inbounding. So you inbound it to Adams who bounces it right back to Shea who pulls up for three either to to win the series or go home. Right. Uh, obviously Houston just blew it up, but that's kind of what it what it seemed like it was designed to be. So I
4: get like having Shea because Shea's kind of been that guy the entire mm-hmm. season. I get Billy wanting him to be in that role. I get him wanting CP3 out on the court to try and set a screen or two to free CP3 up for that shot as a first or second option. But I still think Chris should have been throwing that ball in. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you guys watched the end of the Raptors-Boston uh, game today, but I actually drew up a fairly similar what out, made of it hurt out of play more. that worked right. <laughs> but what was interesting to me, and this is something that stood out to me after, the, you know, we saw the arrows. Oh, and we can talk about this. Uh, Stephen Adams is wide open for the law, but all of us know Stephen Adams well enough and have seen how he was playing to know that he was yet again banged up not 100% couldn't jump two inches and, and that was that based off
2: a screenshot not exa- off of live video. Exa- which PJ is Tucker very misleading
4: and Robert Covington would have picked that up so quick anyway sorry what was open was uh Schroeder and Schroeder played the role that OG was in yep. OG and Anobi was in today where he was that kind of that he kind of blended in then he he I guess you almost call it like the cherry picker, right? Except it's in the half court where he's able to slide over there to the corner, then pops up to the the opposite wing uh, from where they're throwing the ball in, wide open for that three point shot. Shooter had that same exact opportunity. Shea just wasn't able to get it there. And as a second year player, he almost—I mean—he just looks anxious out there. That that entire clutch, which is again something else we can get into. But all that to say, uh, I, I would have rather had Chris Paul there because I think Chris Paul could have gotten that pass to Shooter, and then you have a wide open shooter three. But, I mean, there's so many other things. I mean, shoot, that that Dort play, um, or the, the infamous Harden block yeah, now, right? right? Like, everybody's like, well, what if, you know, Dort was on fire. What if he hit that three-point shot? What if he just pump faked, right? took a dribble, exactly, hit a mid-range shot, and, yeah, and go into overtime?
2: I'm going to say it, and this might be too homerish, but I don't care. Everybody giving Harden all the love for blocking that shot, saying, oh, he came up clutch and made this big defensive play. A broke clock is right twice a day. <laughs> right. Okay? Like, Harden is not a good defender. He shit the bed in Game 7 like he's done in the clutch playoff performances throughout his entire career. He was awful last night. Robert Covington won
3: Robert that game Covington yesterday. Yeah, Robert Covington won that game because
2: Chris or because James Harden couldn't get a basket, was throwing up air balls, and was god-awful. Yes, Westbrook he made a big, a big play in a big moment of the game. That was it. And congratulations. Yeah. Like, you do deserve credit for that. But making one play doesn't make up for the shittiness of the past two games. I'm sorry, or just,
1: or does it because it won the game? And and for me, like, yeah, looking, did OKC lose it? Like, who? I mean, does it matter? Yeah, I mean that that play did.
2: You know, we could say that play like won the game. You know. Houston getting 13 more shots because Oklahoma City can't control the ball without turning it over and and gives up double the offensive rebounds. Also, kind of loses them the game as well. Had a wide uh, open. I mean, I know it's it's a clutch play. I'm not going to take that away from Harden, but you know, you made one good play in a series of just awful basketball for yourself in a game seven. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, bow down to, to Harden like, like he's God for if that If Shooter hits
4: a, a wide open, or not a wide open, but if he hits a layup he usually hits, we might win that game. If Chris Paul hits a mid-range shot a couple of possess, a couple possessions before that was short, we might win that game. Like, there's a lot That's of different the thing things you that, can pinpoint. In a game like, like I said, that, if Lou door yeah. pump fakes on that shot and takes a dribble in, pulls a uh, a mid-range shot and, and is able to hit it we go into overtime we could win that game there's just so many what-ifs and I think it's like kind of what what Nick comes down to like it doesn't matter because what happened happened and uh, Harden made a great play um Dort's an undrafted rookie who didn't realize he had a timeout or he wasn't thinking about it he didn't really he didn't think about taking a pump fake and going for the mid-range shot um you know it just it is what it is and we like you said Jacob when you all the other mistakes um the turnovers Billy Donovan refusing to go small, which is something I know we want to get into. Uh, having Steven Adams out there probably on that last play. There's a lot of different things you can pinpoint there, but when it comes down to it, those all add up, and Harden made the play when it mattered, and you know, here we are. Um, obviously frustrated, because like I said earlier, we're so invested on these teams, but um, a lot to be optimistic about as well, which I'm excited to get into, come kind of towards the end of this podcast, and hang into the next couple of months with you guys.
1: Yeah, for me... Um... Probably the first playoff exit, I mean, shoot, in the last decade that I, I honestly didn't like feel any emotion. Like I, I wasn't sad. Nick's dead angry. inside. I pissed. Like <laughs> I mean, it, it it was just like I, I was so in the mindset of. I mean, it, it really was like the house money we talk yep. about. And like like as soon as as soon as the Thunder lost that game, like it wasn't a. Darn it, I'm pissed. It wasn't a man. I, I really I'm really upset right now. It was like, you know what, like that going to game seven against Houston, like it it did it for me. So I, I yep. really didn't feel any negative emotion. But my, my my one takeaway, you know, looking at a box score, if you would have told me before game seven, hey Nick, Russell Westbrook's gonna have twenty, James Harden's gonna have seventeen, and their entire bench combined is gonna have twenty, what are your thoughts? I would say Thunder win nine times out of ten. Like, yeah, or now, what if I told you, Lou Dort?
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and OKC okay, so shot you know fifty-seven percent or whatever it was. And uh, oh, by the way, Lou Dort has thirty points um, in Game Seven of the first round of the playoffs. That's actually being played in August, late August, early September, because they're in a bubble in Orlando because there's a global pandemic that's happening. Like, can you imagine? Th- I, I did this exercise earlier today, thinking back to one year ago, and we were like, "What, Nick?" Because uh, you were there at at, at season uh preview interviews i mean we're like what two weeks away from from that point one year ago am i right there
1: pretty no no. i mean it's i think it's like october it was october instead of september but yeah we were getting
4: there i mean it's just wild (laughs) so wild i still can't believe like lou did what he did i just
3: that was unreal that was one of the performances like I kept waiting for the the averages to come back down, and they never
2: did. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Lou hitting all those threes in Game Seven
1: just made his playoff averages right. back right. To, back to normal. <laughs> right. That you was know? the right.
3: uh, course correction
1: game. I, yes, and on the flip side, like if Lou shoots what he normally shoots, not not the poor shooting he's had the majority of the, the playoffs, but if he shoots. A normal man's game, like the Thunder are, are not even close to winning that game. So like, it, yeah. it took it took all of these things for it to even be close. Um, I, I, or are they though? Because the ball's in the hands of Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, maybe. Dino and that, that was my next point. Is like, right. I, I think it was. I don't have the stats in front of me. Three straight games in which Lou Dort led the team in shot attempts. Like, that's just not a recipe for success. Yeah, even if he's hitting those shots. Right. That's what Houston wants. Right, exactly. Because it's taking
2: shots away from Chris, away from Shea, away from Dennis. Um, Lou was incredible. This is one of those games that goes down in legend, in Oklahoma City legend. We will remember this one for a long, long time.
4: Lou recorded the most points in a Game 7 before turning 22 in NBA history. And he is only uh, one of three players, 21 or younger, to score 25-plus points in a Game 7. The other two players, LeBron James and, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Quite the elite company there Oops, for Mr. Goat status. That's absurd. <laughs> Goodness. Absolute goat status. He also now holds the Thunder playoff record for most points, most field goals made, and most three-point field goals made by a rookie. Hell, and he's undrafted. yes.
3: That's what I loved. They They posted that... Dort passed Harden for most points in a playoff game by a Thunder rookie. And then Chris Paul was the first Thunder player or only Thunder player other than Westbrook to have a playoff triple double. It was like those two things, if the Thunder had won, like that would have been poetry. Oh, oh,
2: those two things, and then what if the Thunder won on the play we talked about, which was the Russ Denver play, but this time with Shea? So maybe
3: yeah. maybe Billy was getting too romantic by or calling This time out. Lou
2: wearing number <laughs> zero. <laughs> If if Lou would have hit the shot That Harden blocked I think we'd all have Lou Tang Clan tattoos right now Absolutely We <laughs> also would be a, and, and I was listening to and a Taylor bunch of different Taylor would be internet
4: famous For Shocking two and, beers And throwing up after one uh, <laughs> And embarrassing himself You're right I would be uh, What was I Oh Lou um, Gosh Yeah what I about, about blank? I don't know I, just, I just, <laughs> You distracted me with my He's getting hot and bothered Reminding me that I didn't have to Yeah didn't have to shotgun two beers. On the flip
3: side, can we talk about Gallo? Because I think... He, Do we have to? Uh, yeah. Not just game seven, but just like the bubble overall.
2: Speaking a of Dylan Young,
4: he uh, also had another really funny t- tweet. Uh, one of his, his bullet points kind of recapping the series. Uh, his last one was that Tanil Gallinari already had a ticket to Cancun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, Cancun, baby. Hey, that's, how,
4: that's how it felt. Um I mean, obviously... He looked very invested in terms of what he was saying off the court, what he was posting on social media. But, you know, it's really funny. We see guys like Lou Dort and Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray who are looking like Seth Curry reincarnated <laughs> in a gym with no fans. And then you have a guy like Gallo used to what he's used to and really struggling there. It just makes me wonder, like, was it off the court? like mental stuff going on there just with the whole bubble situation. Yeah. Was it just being on the court and like I said, not being used to what he's used to while these other players kind of benefited from that, one of one of those players being his teammate Lou? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh real quick before we move on, just off off the top of your head, what percentage do you give Gallo being in an Oklahoma City jersey on opening night in the 2020-2021 season?
1: Ugh just, just throw a percentage number out there. 25. I think it's a. I think it's a 50-50 that he's re-signed, and then off of that 50%, I think it's 50-50 that it's a sign-in-trade or a sign-to-trade later. Okay. I like that a lot.
4: Um, I was going to say 50-50 for a similar reason, but um, I, I'm probably going towards Nick's route of like 30% he's in OKC jersey uh, opening tip and, and 70% that he's... Either leaving in free agency or works out a sign and trade as soon as free agency opens.
2: Yeah,
3: I'll buy that. Uh, I was going to say almost word for word the same thing that Nick said. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it, the chances of him being in an Oklahoma City jersey on opening night are higher than uh, at the end of next season, which I would put at zero.
2: Yeah, I, I think those numbers you guys threw out from my perspective are high, honestly. I think it's closer to like 15 10%. I think this team is ready to to kickstart this thing uh, and see hey, Darius Basley start. Not the according form. to Bobby Marks and Chris Mannix. Dude, that hey, was so um, weird. All right, well, uh, I don't want to talk about those two. <laughs> so let's tell our listeners instead about how you can get food to your door.
3: You've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. And many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, the code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash.
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on all of your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels ensure that you never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL TV and use promo code BLUEWIRE. So guys, there is so
2: much to get into for the Oklahoma City Thunder offseason. I actually tweeted from my personal account earlier today. Coaching search, draft, trades, free agency. The Thunder's going to be involved in all of it. Right? There there's they're going to be their name is going to come up in all of those situations. We're going to have a very busy offseason for the Thunder. So much to dig into that we don't want to dive into all of that right now. We Such have a tease. Yeah, we have <laughs> A lot of time to fill over the offseason anyways. And there's going to be a lot of news coming out. Does does Billy Donovan come back? Do they go in a new direction for a coach? Uh, do they trade guys? Who do they draft? Do they make trades on draft night? Um, what happens with their three unrestricted free agents? Do they sign and trade Gallo? How do they fill out the roster? There's so many things. But right now, I think, is a time for reflection. And the best way to do that is to revisit the bets that we made... Way back when, almost 12 months ago now, before the season started.
4: (laughs) Oh, no.
3: Yes. So we made a bunch of bets, uh, the four of us specifically. We each put out a bet, uh, three bets each to the other guys. We said something, and then we put something on the line. A few of the bets, I think we've talked about on a previous podcast i can't remember if we actually talked about it on air or if we just talked about it on the slack we
4: have because i paid you for a chicken sandwich
3: i and it was delicious (laughs) thank you um i'm gonna go through those very quickly just to recap those just so we know so there's three bets that have already been paid up um or four bets pardon me um one gallo Will not get traded until the last day of the trade deadline. That was Taylor. Who, I was so close. Who bet me he was so close? Um, oh. But instead, I enjoyed a delicious Popeye's chicken sandwich because that I mean, was. I'm a...
4: talking like trade protections close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and speaking of, can you imagine Gallo on that Miami team right oh, now? Be...
4: It, well, I mean, if he looks well, him, like he true. did this good a point. <laughs> um, but yes, I, to your point, yes.
3: Anyway, the Popeye sandwich was delicious. So thank you. Um, Taylor, however, <laughs> redeemed himself By betting that Chris Paul does not get traded And people actually like him
4: Boom, nailed and it
3: Based off the reactions to that video he posted today I think you nailed that bet uh, And Taylor bet Nick A sandwich from his shop of choice For that um, Which, I gotta know What'd you go with? That hasn't what?
1: been executed
4: yet What? <laughs> I, I we you, kind Taylor. of forgot about that one, yeah uh, But the good news is And I, I've talked to Nick about like the sandwich shop that I'm close to now and mm. uh, not so much about the bet. Cause we forgot about it. So I'm glad <laughs> you reminded me <laughs> might be lunch tomorrow. Uh, I
1: got you. I got you.
4: But I'm over here in Bigsby now, uh, barely Bixby right in line at Bigsby t- in Tulsa. And there's a Jersey Mike's close by. And I have my first Ooh. Jersey Mike experience like a month and a half ago. What? When I first moved out here. I know. I know it's, it's crazy. And it, uh, it was absolutely life changing. Uh, Fire. I, I cannot have Jimmy John's ever again.
3: No, Jimmy John's garbage.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Garbage. Yep
3: um okay well i hope you enjoy your philly um next (laughs) jacob was betting that a lot of people were going to get traded as i think a lot of people expected and none of them were he said that Can
2: i extend my bet through the beginning of next season
3: you're welcome to remake it for next year's season bets all right um jacob bet that three of the following would be traded cp3 gallo schroeder adams nerland robertson ferguson none of which were traded and this bet has not been paid up yet. Uh-oh. But uh Jacob Bet Taylor and the loser, which is Jacob, just for yes. clarity, uh, has to record a 2-minute video oh. while, and we did double or nothing while wearing Kevin Durant gear talking about flat earth theory. However, the the caveat like Taylor just alluded to is we also made bubble bets, which we're going to have to revisit on another podcast because bubble bet I <laughs>
2: bubble 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 bet.
3: I don't have the bubble bets uh, written no. down. No. Was it Taylor Taylor took this one double or nothing so there was something else in the bubble bets we'll, we'll revisit that one um, oh, I but can't remember TBD on the the flat earth video <laughs> so now
2: I'm gonna get fired from my public education <laughs> job for spreading <laughs> flat earth theory uh,
3: now <laughs> to the new bets uh, the ones that have not been paid up yet or discussed yet We'll continue. I don't even
2: remember these, so I'm excited. We'll
3: continue with Jacob since we're talking Uh-oh. about Jacob. Oh, Jacob shit. said that Boston would trade for a well-known center. Uh-oh. So that now, was a good, uh oh. So now it was a good theory. Yeah. Um, instead, Jacob owes Nick dinner at the press.
2: Oh, Ooh. okay. Nick, oh. let me know when you're in OKC. I'll get you some press. I had some press uh, last Friday night. Got that Buffalo uh, chicken oh, mac. The best. Came home, sat on my couch, and watched some anime on Netflix. What a night.
1: <laughs> now, I have to I say, l- ha- I was in OKC last <laughs> week and, dang it, missed oh. opportunity.
3: <laughs> missed opportunity. Have
1: you ever done the,
3: like, lunch hack buffalo chicken mac from Chick-fil-A? Wait,
1: Wait what? what? let Woo,
3: know. buddy. It's like my new favorite thing. You get nuggets and then you get a side of mac and cheese and get buffalo sauce and then just oh. dump it all in a bowl together. Oh. It's oh, not man. as good as the press, but it's pretty darn good. Oh, I'm in. This podcast just got erotic. Yeah, yeah. I just had a uh, I had a, chi-
2: a everyone, sandwich. Everyone, listen, just got a three quarters chug. <laughs> like.
3: Well, don't worry. We have lots more. We bet a lot of food and beverages, we did so a we've food. got uh, we've got some more of that coming.
2: We're a bunch of fat kids, man. I mean,
3: <laughs> uh, the last bet that Jacob made has not been paid up, but I want to mention it so everybody can hold him accountable. Let me Jacob guess, it's said for you. no California teams nor Milwaukee will win the NBA title.
2: Oh, I got a chance. You got a
3: chance. Ooh. We'll follow back up on that one in a little bit.
1: What did I bet? Who bet you bet
3: me? Nick, and you guys bet a hat.
1: Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't wait to get a fedora. Yes. I, I want a <laughs> maga hat. <laughs> oh dear.
3: Um, uh, let's move up the list to Taylor. Boom. Who said that Denver will be the first seed oh, in the no. West? And this is where it gets fun. One of our rare non-food bets: Taylor bet Jacob, uh, and Taylor is uh, do a weird hairstyle for a day. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably less fun because you're working from home. But yeah, I, right, I would really right. like to see you have to walk into your job with like a mohawk <laughs> or mohawk. something. Yeah, hey, what, what, I've,
1: I've got a, I've got an idea here. Um, I'm going to so so my company works with Taylor's company. I'm going to yep. set a meeting with Taylor's team. I'm going to I'm going to expense. I'm going to expense Jersey Mike's for lunch so I don't actually pay for it out of my own pocket. And I'm going to make sure that's <laughs> the day that Taylor has the bad My weird oh haircut my I like it. Okay, like let's it. do that. That's we got to get pictures
4: for the pot account. Hey, my hair's getting kind of long. Yes. And I've like some curly hair going. Mullet, I could do like a mullet. Like, yes. The mullet. I just, just come like, like the mullet. Like, Afro looking thing. I love it. Blow dry it.
3: I love it. Okay, Nick, you're on the block. Nick said that the Brooklyn Nets would miss the playoffs, oh. which they did not. And it e sucks. Nick bet me <laughs> a growler of beer from a local brewery here, Union Bear. So there I will happily accept that. <laughs> um, I was at, I was actually there yesterday enjoying a blood orange sour. So uh, feel free to send that my way. I got you. (laughs) Um, Nick also bet this one might be my favorite bet on here. Oh, Um, man. Nick said at the end of the season, Lou Dort would have a better points per game average than Hamadou Diallo.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. What a
3: bet. And and Nick bet Taylor a six pack of beer from a local brewery. (laughs) So I looked this up. Um, Are you guys ready? It's going to be close. Hamadou Diallo finishes the season averaging 6.9 points per game. Nice. Oh god, if Lou's 30 piece in game 7, got him, him over. Lugens Dort finishes the season averaging 6.8. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: wow, that is awesome. Oh, so good.
3: Not even the 30 piece could get him there. Oh my um, god, what so, if he would have hit that three pointer though and hardened in the pocket? <laughs> if that would have pushed him to six point nine. I take it back. Um so, oh, so James Nick, Harden. Nick owes a lot of beer. Um Wow. And then Nick has one more pending bet uh that we'll have to wait on. He said that Kevin Porter Jr. will be first or second all rookie team.
2: Uh no, all rookie was announced today. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Kevin Porter Jr. wasn't on the list.
3: Yikes. Okay, so now Nick owes Jacob a SGA shirt. Hey! There you go. Nick's going to leave this recording a lot poorer (laughs) than he came into it. (laughs) Uh.
2: Cut the check, Nick.
3: Um, Okay, last but not least, my bets. All three of them came to fruition. Um the first one I said Billy D would get a contract extension. Wah, wah. <laughs> and I bet Jacob a large two topping pizza. So
2: Oh hell yes. Let me I'm know buddy. Eat my pizza and my SGA shirt <laughs> while talking about flat <laughs> earth theory. <laughs> while talking about <laughs> uh
3: what's your go to what's your two toppings? What are you going with?
2: Oh dude, um you gotta go pepperoni hamburger.
3: Hmm. Solid. Solid.
2: Only yeah, wow. only meat belongs on pizza. If you put vegetables or fruit on pizza, I don't trust you. You're probably a domestic terrorist. I'm a defender of <laughs>
3: pineapple on pizza, so don't you dare.
2: It's
4: got to be in the right circumstance, but Highway Pizza here in Tulsa, Stillwater, I think that's probably it right now, um, they have the Hurricane, Rankane, baby. Shout out Tulsa Hurricanes, that has pineapple on it, and that is the one pizza that I love it on. But if you I, just, like, order, like— Canadian bacon and pineapple from like Domino's, yeah, no way.
2: I like that Taylor just mentioned Hideaway. I think that's where I'm gonna get my pizza from. Boom, Boom. get some. Oh hideaway. yeah, it's and
4: in, 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 in
2: OKC. Good point. OKC and then down in Norman.
3: Oh, and in okay, yeah. awesome. And right. more.
2: It's all over the place, man. Hideaway's good pizza. Good stuff.
3: Mm mm mm. Okay, um, next. Oh boy, there's more. Oh, there's two more. I got two more. Uh I said Zion Williamson will not be rookie of the year. Hey,
2: good hey, day guys. They're Speaking solid.
3: Speaking of other things that uh came to fruition today, and unfortunately for you Jacob, we bet dinner at Bobo's. Um is oh. Bobo's still closed though? Or I was going to say Bobo's, I believe
2: is still closed. So, oh my God. Um and we you know, obviously, whenever COVID is gone, I will gladly, gladly take you to Bobo's. Gosh,
3: I miss Bobo's deeply. God, dude, it's I so need good.
2: It. I still haven't my I need, it, my like I need air.
3: You haven't ever had it? Nope. No, oh, what God. the? It's
2: sad. It's a, a life changing experience. Hmm. So good. Some people <laughs> like pray to God. Some, I pray to Bobo. Some people like <laughs> do drugs. Some people eat Bobo's chicken. (laughs) Those persons is Jacob. (laughs) Those persons.
3: Okay, one more bet. Uh, I said OKC will have a 40% or higher three-point shooter. Now, for context, this is coming off last season where the highest three-point percentage shooter was Jeremy Grant at 39%.
2: Hey, that was a hell of a season by Jeremy Grant. That was,
3: but because it drops off pretty quick. Beyond that, you had Paul George at 38, Terrence Ferguson at 36, Schroeder at 34, and then it drops off pretty fast.
1: (laughs) Jeez.
3: So, I want some guesses from you guys before I reveal. One... Do you think we got one? And two? Who do you think it was?
2: Yes, Danilo
1: Gallinari.
3: Mm. You agree, Taylor? I,
1: I, I almost think there was two guys this season. Okay, I. If it wasn't Gallinari, ah, this is this is hot. Dennis Schroeder was great. I was going to say Schroeder here, out of of nowhere.
2: He didn't get forty though. If there somebody else got forty, I don't think Muscala shot enough. Because he he started the year so cold I don't know if you guys oh my that. gosh he was like it's 16.
4: Nader. It's nader.
2: okay,
3: here we go. Well first off uh Nick took that bet and there's a plate of wings on the line uh, so i'm gonna I'm gonna give you the top five. number five was Chris Paul 36 and a half, four Abdul nader oh, 37 and a half, three moose. Come on Dennis, come on Dennis. 8.8 2 Dennis Schroeder. Wow. 38.5. Wow. Uh, and, and one, Gallo. Danilo Gallinari at 40.5. Oh, uh, <sighs> nice. Right over the line. <laughs>
1: you over said under. that
2: Schroeder number and all I saw was trade value climbing.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> well, well, Justin, I mean, he, the only question is, wh- where do you get wings from here in DFW? So
3: the the specific details of our bet, because we we talked about this, um, if you had won, you got a plate from Pluckers. Obviously. And if I won, <laughs> I get a plate from Wingstop. Oh, okay. What What's
2: flavor you going at Wingstop?
3: Um, Wingstop, I have three flavors, and I usually get two, but I kind of like rotate yeah. between them uh lemon pepper is a yeah, go to must uh, mango habanero another go to and then they have one they don't always have this flavor but spicy korean q it's like
1: a korean barbecue yes.
3: it's really good uh, hmm. those are my three go to's nice what? well so we, anyway,
1: you're going to have two of those three for sure i'm looking forward
3: <laughs> to it thanks gallo for sneaking over that line all yeah, of my yeah, bets were all of my bets were so this close. playoff series <laughs> yeah, it is crazy, though. You mentioned Schroeder, like 38.5% from three. Like I mentioned, Paul George last year, 38.6% from three. That Schroeder number
2: has to be a career high, isn't it?
3: On a lot less attempts, uh, for sure. But let me look. I'm on I'm on basketball reference.
1: Dennis so had to at least spend see. five attempts a game. Like, he wasn't shy. Yeah, that's easily a uh, career Schreuder high Schroeder. was Schreuder.
2: exactly at five attempts a game, 5.0. Jeez. 38.5%. By far uh, his best three-point shooting uh, in his career. The second closest looks to be his second year in the league uh, where he shot 35% on 1.9 attempts a game. 1.9. Wow.
1: That's crazy. You know what's
2: actually really interesting is his three-point attempts a game uh, have gone up every season, 0. .9, 1.9, 3.0, 3.7, 3.9,
1: 4.6, 5.0. That's not by choice. That's the league shifting. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. That's
3: a good point.
2: Man, Schroeder, 19 points, four rebounds, four assists a game. That's on crazy. 38.5% from three. 47% from the, from the field. Cash, pepper me me Lou. Who's that? Cash
3: me out.
1: Cash uh, me out. First round pick. Hand it over. You can have him. That's got to be six men of the year. I don't care what you say. He's
2: not going to get it. They're going to give it to Montrez. I'm telling you, and it's where it's going to piss us all off. But they're going to give it to Montrez. Yeah,
1: they'll probably announce it the next couple days, right? Because yeah, it's it's got to be soon. It's got to be
2: real soon. Uh, Speaking of announcing things, did you guys see Scotty Pippen uh, clap back to Richard Jefferson today? So good. That's awesome. God, put it in my veins. I love it. Guys, before we call this one for the night, because we'll have a big podcast uh, coming up on Monday morning like we always do, I want to play a game of Take It or Leave It to kind of preview what the offseason might look like for the Oklahoma City Thunder and get your feelings on some league-wide topics. So I'm going to give each of you a Take It or Leave It, um, and we can debate a little bit on them, but let's go fairly quickly so we don't keep our listeners too long. First one is for Justin. Okay. Take it or leave it. Billy D has coached his final game in OKC.
3: Taking it. See you later, Bill. Boom. Um I think the lack of adjustments in the playoff series has been a consistent theme for him and I think that uh while he he's been a solid coach, I uh, I think that as as I believe they're going to blow the team up, I think it's time for some fresh blood in the coaching seat.
1: But just cuz I want to argue with you here if you're really going to hit reset and, and not necessarily a full rebuild but if you're going to retool this team and get younger and start building for the future do you think there's another guy out there that's better than billy d i mean what if you sign him to a two or three year deal like years you know you're going to be rebuilding and then once you're a contender again you've built out the team then you can bring in a guy that's a better playoff coach you go and get your steve nash mm. let's hey,
2: go and sign eric, for eric guy, maynard <laughs> If you're looking for a guy that can also help develop talent and build a culture of accountability and team first basketball. Kenny? Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun one. I was
4: I was keeping that one in mind as I well. I like that. Alvin you know, Gentry Pops house is on about?
3: the market. I'm just saying, let's Alvin go. Get Gentry. Get <laughs> I do yeah. like
2: Alvin Gentry. Actually, I don't, I don't let's want just... Alvin over Billy.
3: Let's just uh, transition Chris Paul from player to coach next season. There yeah, there you go.
2: Someone on Twitter s- told me today, could the Thunder go get Tim Duncan as their coach? And I said, <laughs> God, that's a wet dream. No <laughs> kidding. But he's he's a Spurs for life. Yeah. Well,
1: not not to not to like get in a rabbit hole here, but isn't it very very interesting that Billy's been on the hot seat, hasn't been considered a good coach, and then Coach Paul comes in at point guard, and all of a sudden. He he has a great coach year and candidate. he's a coach yeah. of the yeah. year. And see, candidate. I
4: wanted to, I, I did want to touch on this and we never did just because there was like you guys so so much that happened in that game seven, um, but Billy's rotations game seven and also the entire series, uh, just really I, that's a lot of what my anger stemmed from. Um, And again, you can go and look on my Twitter. Uh, I'll pull up the receipts for you guys. I was extremely excited when Billy got, you know, was coach of the co-coach of the year, uh, you know, coach's choice or whatever the hell it was. But when it comes down to it, I mean, he just. And, and, and I just I can I, I can't wait for for Sam Preston to come in and be like, "Well, it was the learning experience for Billy." And when he's back there again, he's going to learn from it. But like that's three straight playoff series where Billy's been on coach. The Bailey minutes what it is. got he me re- last night. Exactly. Yeah. Like he re- that might yeah. yeah. have pushed me to the edge. He to adjust. He's just he's married to his rotations, married to his players. I'm shocked that we didn't see home duty all of this series. Like it just is what it is. He's a He's a decent uh, player development coach. And maybe, like you said, Nick, it's, it's good to have him around for two or three years because there's not a whole lot of great options outside yeah. of that. And uh, we, we do know that Pressy had his eye on Billy for a long time um, prior to hiring him. So this is kind of Pressy's like, coach crush or whatever. But uh, with that being said, in the playoffs, I mean, he is outside of that Spurs series that we always like to to, to mention. He really has struggled. The um, thing so I, I to just do
3: know, but. like, speculative coach targets who else not you know gonna I wrap, feel like exactly. Presti is going to come out of left field again yeah like, it
2: would definitely be a college guy or like an assistant guy remember but.
3: when everybody was clamoring for the Thunder to hire Kevin Ollie uh, like uh, yeah uh, look how that worked out i've so. got
1: a i've got a, a, a quick fire question if Billy doesn't get re-signed with Oklahoma City does he have a coaching job next year as a head coach i don't know if he back has one next year
2: but i he will be back I would ought to be shocked yeah. if he if he wasn't back in the NBA as a head coach or college ranks as a head coach. I was gonna say I disagree. I love how I, I started I, off take it or leave it by saying we got to move quickly through these and we we're really good uh, at rabbit, following. This directions. isn't a rabbit hole. We've dug down to this China. One. I was holding on to this one. I was just ready, and we didn't get to mention it earlier.
3: We'll be Nick. We'll
1: be, go go ahead.
2: Take it or leave it. <laughs> Chris Paul has played his last game in OKC.
1: Um, I'm gonna leave it. I. As as much as he upped his trade value this year, and we've talked about the Bucks, we've talked about the Knicks. There's a lot of teams that like could you could see him slide in there. It's it, the contract is just is just so 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 overblown. Um, it's gonna really take a team that is desperate for a veteran point guard to come in, and the the teams that have the contracts that can match, and the teams that are willing to take that that risk and. Take him on until he's 37, making f- close to 45 million in his final season, are going to be super small. So it's going to take it's going to take some real desperation, a team like like the Bucks maybe to get completely ad- annihilated in a series against against the uh, the Miami Heat. So um, I'm going to leave it. I think that he could be a guy that's more of a trade deadline. Let let the Thunder pay off another you know three-quarters of a season of his contract, and then he's going to be a lot more of a trade target. Fascinating. Taylor, maybe my favorite one on the list. Let's go.
2: A top 10 pick from the 2020 draft will be on the Thunder on opening night. Take it or leave it. Jacob, I love Denny
4: almost <laughs> as much as you do. Almost. Not <laughs> quite, Nobody but loves almost. Denny as as I know. I mean, I know. Right? I'm know. i going to give you it. I mean, it's kind of like me and Homie like a season ago. Um, Although that is no longer the case However, I'm leaving it But Denny's actually good Exactly, exactly Um, Yeah, I'm I'm leaving it Um, I I understand that Presley has the the opportunity to move up in this draft but I don't think this is the draft to do it Um, And there's just so many unknowns in general I mean, shoot, by the time the draft comes around We still might not even have free agency yet Um, So I just, I see Presley playing it safe um he's going to feel like he can pull the next Darius Basley from wherever he's out in the draft, you know, at twenty five with the Denver pick. I'm gonna go ahead and leave it.
2: All right. Justin, the Eastern Conference finals will be Boston versus Miami. Take it or leave it.
3: Mm, both of those I'd,
2: series no, one's at 2-0, two oh, the other's at
3: two one. Right. I think I'm taking that. Um, you know, OG buzzer beaters aside, um, I don't know. I don't expect a repeat of last year in the East, where uh, you have have some big series comebacks. I think Miami has looked pretty dominant. Uh, I don't expect the Bucks to get swept, um, but man, they got to figure something out. Uh, I think Bud Bud's had some criticism of his coaching in the playoffs, which I think is warranted. Uh, not too dissimilar from what we just talked about with Billy, and they may they may not be able to get over
2: the hump. That'd be wild if the one and the two-seed in the East do not make it to the Eastern Conference Finals.
3: Yeah. Uh, be pretty wild. Especially considering um, I feel pretty good about that scenario in the West.
2: Yep. Nick, the Houston versus Lakers series is only going to be five games or less. Um,
1: I'm going to leave that again. I, I think that... I don't care who Houston plays if you're jacking 50, 63 is in a game and and they're good enough to shoot 40 45% in one or two of those games, probably two. I think they at least take it 6. I don't think that it's going to be competitive. It might be like they go down 2-0 and then win one and the Lakers win one and then they win one. It's not going to be a close series through 6, but um so I I think I that series will be similar to the Clippers Mavs. Like it yeah. felt it yeah, felt relatively close, and then in hindsight, it was a six-game series, and you look back and you're like, yeah, the Clippers, like, they really controlled that series. I think it's going to be kind of the same way. I like that.
2: Taylor, you get the last one. Next season, 2020-2021, Darius Baisley will average over 12 points a game. I'm going to take it because I do
4: not think Danilo Gallinari will be with this team. Um come opening tip-off, whether that's because he leaves in free agency because he can get more money elsewhere, Um, Miami, one of the very few places he can actually get that, or because of it, like we mentioned earlier, a sign trade. So uh, I am going to take it because I think Darius Baisley will be the starting power forward next season.
2: I think I'm with you.
4: I'm hoping Darius Baisley is the starting power
1: forward. I really hope it's not another season where (laughs) we think a guy is going to be good like a Deontay Burton or a Ferg, you know, in an extended role, and it's, it's like, so yeah, yeah he wasn't ready though. for it. I, you you know know what I
2: feel mean? like I it's do. So yeah, different. I do feel like it is different with with Baisley. I feel like the the physical skill, the physical, like the size, the length, the speed, the agility, the the leaping ability, and then the skill we've seen. I just I, I feel like it's a little bit different. Is he going to be an all star? No, uh, but can he be a high quality role player? Uh, that's a a piece you can use moving forward to to really advance your team i think so
1: i think he'll be a i think he'll be like an eight or nine point per game kind of guy early because he'll struggle in a brand new role but that's towards like the, the end, end of this i think reward. i think t- second half of the season 12 points per game is is very doable
4: mm-hmm. i love it all I right guys we're gonna see some like 20 plus points per game next season for Baisley. but
2: any uh, parting thoughts before we hop off of here
4: Speaking of Basley, I just want to mention the two big highlights that stood out for me from this series. I think you have to look at Lou Dort, even with some of his struggles, um, the way he was able to kind of overcome adversity. um, That was a huge positive for me. And then Darius Basley, just like we mentioned, to be an undrafted rookie who did not play in college at all, literally took a year off in between high school basketball and coming into the NBA, and to be able to contribute not only in a Game 7, but in that kind of competitive series like he was able to do. Um, that made me really excited. Although on the flip side of that, Shea did not um, perform up to standards, but I think that will change, like Nick kind of alluded to, if you don't have a Chris Paul and Dennis Trudeau on your
2: team. So uh, lots to be excited about. I agree. It's going to be a very fascinating offseason uh, and heading into the next season whenever that will begin. So, man, I want to take a quick moment and just say thank you to our listeners who have ridden with us all year. This has been the really maybe one of the craziest NBA seasons of all time. You guys stuck through it with us. listened to all of our fillers during, during quarantine and shutdown and everything that we tried to do came back with us during the bubble. And we have seen some of our best podcast downloads, months um, analytics since then. And that is an tribute to you guys who have, You know, wrote it out with us and and stayed true to us. And so we just want to say that we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We have enjoyed so much this season making podcasts for you and having a blast taking your questions, uh, interacting with you on Twitter. We're not going anywhere, though. Like we said, super busy off season, So please stick around with us. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what we do, it would mean the world to us if you dropped a five-star rating wherever you listen to your pods. Check out BoomTownHoops.com, even though the Thunder season is over, still a lot of content coming your way. Also, go to BlueWirePods.com to find your next podcast. we got tons of NFL and NBA podcasts for you to choose from, plus a lot of niche sports as well. We will be back with you with a big, uh, I think we're going to do a season recap, like top moments of the season on Sunday night that will drop for you Monday morning. So make sure you're subscribed so you can get that. Until then, you guys have a great weekend. Take care of yourself, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thunder up.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around,
2: a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale.